Welcome back to the Popcorn Podcast. I'm Tommy Cressa. This is our second film spotlight episode, and in this episode, we will be talking about Charlie Day's directorial debut, Fool's Paradise. This film is written and directed by Charlie Day, as I said. He also is the main character playing Latte Pronto. This film also stars Ray Liotta, Kate Beckinsale, John Malkovich, Adrian Brody, Jason Sudeikis, Glenn Howard, and Charlie Day's wife. And, of course, it stars Common, who plays Dagger, which ends up pretty much just being Blade in the end. But this film is getting panned by critics so far. It currently has a 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb, a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 24% on Metacritic, but it does have an 81 on Google, and I am i would say I'm closer to the IMDb score more than anything, because I don't think the movie's terrible, but it's not great, it's not very funny for being a satirical satire, and the synopsis for this film is a down-as-luck publicist discovers a former mental health patient who looks just like a misbehaving movie star. He soon becomes an unlikely celebrity when he gets thrown into the bright lights and behind-the-scenes bustle of Hollywood. And when the trailers for this movie was coming out, I was actually pretty excited because the way even the synopsis makes it sound is that there's going to be two Charlie Days. There's going to be the movie star one, and then there's going to be Latte Pronto, who you find out cannot speak in this movie. No one knows why. It's some traumatic episode that he had. And... You kind of see how Hollywood takes advantage of them. But the way, as I was saying, the way that the trailer made sound is that they were going to be together. Like, it's kind of made it look like that Charlie Day was going to be playing the stunt double and the movie star. But this movie, this is going to be a spoiler review before I say anything more. So if you don't want to know anything about Fool's Paradise and you want to go see it first, then click off now and then come back later. Okay, now that all of them are gone, uh, the superstar, the movie star version of Charlie Day actually dies in like the first 15 minutes of the movie he kills himself trying to do some erotic sexual act on himself while with a noose around his neck but I I think you can all tell what actually happens and then you see that they're like oh have Latte do it so then Latte becomes the star of the movie the movie's a big success and he marries Kate Beckinsale which I don't know if anyone here knows who Kate Beckinsale is great for him Great for Latte Pronto. And he also starred in this movie with Adrian Brody's character, Chad Luxt. Adrian Brody, to me, at least, was the best part of this movie. He was very funny, and he felt like a lot of actors that we see in Hollywood. And the movie does a good job of giving you all the different stereotypes of people in Hollywood. The directors, the producers, the studio executives, the actors, the managers, how they all want to take advantage of some of their actors. Excuse me, if I sound a little weird, it's because I'm dealing with some allergies. But Chad Lux is definitely the best part. He is very into, like, spiritual awakening and all the stuff he loves. But you also see that he's kind of an alcoholic, and he likes to drive around and shoot his gun out the window. Very dangerous. But this movie, I think my biggest ripe with the movie is that had the chance to be really well done and I love Charlie Day I love Always Sunny I think it's a great show and I'm very excited for it to come out on on June 7th but this movie just doesn't find its footing the way that Always Sunny always has it there's no laugh out loud moments in this movie there's some like very small like ha that that was was pretty kind of funny and that's it you'll maybe get two or three of them in this movie but 
the way that people have talked about Babylon, and this movie is very similar to Babylon, not in, not to least me and Ryan's perspective, as good as Babylon, but this, as critics said about Babylon, that that is a bad movie with great scenes. This is a bad movie with okay scenes throughout it. And the whole idea of Charlie Day being mute kind of gets a little old within like the first 45 minutes of an hour and a half movie. And I don't think an hour and a half movie, especially not recently, has felt as long as Fool's Paradise did, which is not a good thing. This like Sometimes it's good to feel like a movie's like taking a while and like you're excited to see where it goes. I didn't care where this movie went towards the end. Like I, I, am, I almost fell asleep during the movie. And I actually like the more the movie more than Ryan, but Ryan is not here right now to talk about it. So I'm giving the movie like I want to say like a 48, maybe 48, 49. I don't think it reaches the 50 mark, but I come on computer load. I'm trying to pull up the Rotten Tomatoes stuff. Oh wow, there's not even a critic consensus. That's how bad this movie is. That's never good. So, for those who don't know, Ryan Tomatoes puts out the critic consensus, which me and Ryan always review, talk about when we go to see a movie. And this did not have one. And it only has 26 reviews, and that's normally something that happens with a lot of indie movies. And I would not say Fool's Paradise is an indie movie, because it does have a heck of a cast. It has Charlie Day directing and writing, and it's not doing very well. As I said, it has a 15% on the critic side, but... The really harsh part is that it also is a 32% on the audience side. And audiences are always much more generous towards other movies. Towards movies, even if they're not the best. But, um, yeah, this I would not say this movie is great or even good. I do want... I did want to talk about how there are, like, the funny scenes... A couple of the funniest things are is that Jason Sudeikis plays Lex Tanner, and he's pretty much like the director of the Fast and Furious franchise. I think it's called the Shanghai Knights franchise. I think that's what it's called. And he decides to make a movie called Mosquito Boy. It's like a bad superhero movie, and Charlie Day's character, Latte Pronto, is going to be the lead. He then falls off a building. Like The funniest part was me and Jason Sudeikis, because Jason Sudeikis is very funny in this role, because he's like every... As a lot of us say, like, coked out directors. And not saying that they actually do coke, but they like super high intensity. Like, they always want to go, go, go. And I think the biggest one out there right now is probably Michael Bay. And I'm not saying Michael Bay's a bad director in any way. But he has his very specific type of movies he will make. He likes his explosions, his slow motions. And, yeah. So, he, I would say that's a pretty close interpretation of who Lex Tanner is. But... We also see, as I said earlier, Ray Liotta in his final role. And Ray Liotta is not bad in this movie, but he doesn't have much to do, so you can't... I think he was better in Cocaine Bear, which I know is a really weird thing to say, but I actually genuinely liked his character in Cocaine Bear. And, um, yeah, I, it, it was kind of sad that his last two movies are Cocaine Bear and Fool's Paradise, and I would have liked to see him get one more big shot to do something a little more serious, a little more... Get some more critical praise. But, I mean, Cocaine Bear did a lot better than this is doing. And I said Kate Beckinsale playing Christina, Christiana Dior. She marries Charlie Day's character, as I said. And she's actually quite funny. She is like a lot of Hollywood actresses these days. I would say she's... I think that she's at least kind of pretending to be like Gwyneth Paltrow. As of recent Gwyneth Paltrow, not early 2000s Gwyneth Paltrow. 
John Malkovich plays a Freemason slash mafia big business guy. Very funny. Uh, he's funny. I wouldn't. I'm not saying the movie's funny. Um, Jillian Belzen, she plays a shaman. And as I said, we got a lot of the characters from Always Sunny. Starting off with, of course, Glenn Harrington, who plays Latte Pronto's business manager. Not his actual manager. That's played by Eddie Falco. Charlie Day's wife, Mary Elizabeth Ellis, is in this. She plays his makeup woman. It was always It's super nice to always see the cast of Always Sunny be in everyone's, each other's projects. Because that, that continues to show that they're such a great family slash friends and all that. Uh, Dean Norris plays the studio head. Jimmy Simpson, for those who don't know, he's also on Always Sunny. He plays a talk show host. And during the talk show scene, Lance Barber from Young Sheldon plays the dad. He's also in it. As I said, Common plays the dagger. And then just like throughout the movie, you just see little clips of people. Oh, and Jason Bateman plays the FPFX uh, tech head. And then Steve Coulter plays the director in the Wild West movie that Charlie Day starts in in this movie. And I think everyone does. Oh, and of course, the I would say the co-lead of the movie is probably Ken Jong as Larry. I love Ken Jong. I think his role in the Hangover movies is one of the best comedy performances of all time. I did not like him in this movie. I did not feel like his character worked. That his dialogue, the dialogue all throughout the movie is not great, but his dialogue specifically, I think, is actually really, really weak, and it kind of hurts the movie a lot. While I think all the other characters kind of play like a version of someone, there's no one I would say that's like Ken Jong, and Ken Jong's character Larry, and Larry's just kind of the weakest part of this movie. And I I feel bad saying this because as I said I love Ken Jong, but this just wasn't his movie, and I just wasn't a huge fan of his part in it. But I'm trying to think of some upsides because I don't I don't like bashing on movies unless it's an MCU or it's, superhero movies are so much more fun to bash on. But I don't like bashing on directorial debuts, especially for direct actors turned directors I really love watching. And Charlie Day is one of them. I think Charlie Day is probably the most famous part of Always Sunny now because he's went on and done other great projects, especially the Horrible Bosses franchise. But this movie just just wasn't it. It, it had the makings to be really good, and it just ended up not being very good. Uh, if for anyone who has seen Babylon, this movie is filmed very similar to how Babylon is filmed, and I would say the cinematography and the set designs are probably the best parts of this movie. But a lot of the movie runs on very childish humor, and I know that's some people's thing. It's never been my thing. I've never been huge into the, as some people say, dumb humor, dumb comedy, and all that. I like very like. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone. I'm saying I like smart comedy, if that makes sense. Like, I always think Superbad's smart comedy because it's super well-written. has a great screenplay. This did not have a... Didn't even have a good screenplay. But I would say Charlie Day does a good job playing a new character. It just kind of loses its, like, fun very early into the movie. And then he's so stuck with another hour of it. So this movie's definitely not for everyone, but... I mean, Google even 81, so I mean, some people are really enjoying it. So, I mean, still go check it out because we want to support these smaller films. Especially ones, because I, I would like to see Charlie Day direct another feature film. Because I really do think he could make a good movie. Because I don't think the directing is bad. His writing wasn't 
as I said, his writing was the weakest part of this movie. But I, so I do recommend everyone go check this out. This movie struggles to find itself, but I would say the beginning of the movie is quite fun. It just kind of loses itself through the hour and 37 minutes. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all I have to really say about Charlie Day's directorial debut, Fool's Paradise, which is in theaters now. So thank you guys for tuning in for another Film Spotlight episode. As I said, I'm Tommy. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. I'm Tommy underscore Cresta. Ryan is rferan underscore 12, or just rferan12. Our podcast is the underscore popcorn underscore podcast. Follow us on Spotify, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. It's, again, the underscore popcorn underscore podcast. And continue to give our video support. We've been getting probably having one of our best months of the year so far. And that all comes down to you guys tuning in, downloading, sharing episodes. So thank you guys for that. It's been it's been awesome to continue doing this show. And we, we're going to have a pretty cool month of June for you guys because I know we're going to have Succession ending, Barry ending, which we will do reviews of. I know we have never talked about them on the show, but we are big fans of the show, so we will be reviewing both shows' endings. Uh, then we got Indiana Jones, Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, Oppenheimer, Barbie. We just have a ton of things to talk about. We are very excited to continue doing the show. And we only have a couple more episodes, so we're at episode 100 of the main part of the channel. Not the film spotlights, because I said these are not included into that number. But thank you guys for tuning in. We have a lot of fun doing the show. We love that you guys enjoy listening to us talk about these shows, these movies, whatever we talk about. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we will probably see you later on this week.